You know, here we are on the uh, last Sunday of the church year, the Sunday sometimes referred to as the Sunday of Fulfillment. And uh, as I began to prepare and was reading through again this appointed gospel reading, maybe you felt a little bit like I did. What are we doing reading about the crucifixion of Jesus on this day of fulfillment? Because some would think that as we come through that cycle of readings, isn't this to be like a culmination? Isn't this to be, in a sense, like a celebration? But here we are reading this text that points us and captivates us and reminds us of our sin. That it was indeed because of our failure to live according to God's will, according to his commandments. It was a failure on our part to live under him as our Lord, our King, that sent him to the cross. But here we are with this last Sunday of the church year, and I would have to say what an appropriate reading, therefore, it is as we consider the coming end, as we consider that day of judgment, because with that, we must deal with our fate, death. The one criminal on the cross next to Jesus, he got it. He said to Jesus, or to that other criminal, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. And so it is with each and every one of us, and so it is with all people. Now, I know me saying that. In this world today, in even the Christian church that is found in the West today, this is not a popular thing, actually, to say. Because to a great extent, there are many who are trying to avoid this reality. This reality of their sin. This reality that you and I, we stand guilty and condemned before a holy and a just God. This reality that we will die because of our sin. And sadly, even some churches avoid it. Sermons focus often very much on the here and the now, on the how-to, how to be a, a good uh, spouse, how to be you know, a good parent, how, how to have a successful life. And if that's not enough, it doesn't take much flipping through the TV or sometimes going to you know, certain churches in our neighborhoods and we'll show up there and we'll get one of those sermons that'll tell us, you can have it now. The message of Christ was not only to bring hope and to assure us of his blessing in our life here and now, but it was primarily and most importantly about leading us to the way back home. The way back home to our Father, 
home where there is no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears. Home. Jesus set his eyes on Jerusalem. Jesus set his eyes on that cross of suffering because the cross was the door through which we would go home. You know, I have to say I actually love the men on the cross next to Jesus. That may sound kind of strange, but reading through, you know, the various biblical characters, those who, you know, walked and lived with Jesus, it would be very easy just to kind of ignore them and see them as, you know, just extras in the, you know, the drama that was unfolding, but I believe God has given them to us as a gift. I love them because... Well, the one sounds no different than those who were on the ground or than us who sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself. And the other thief on the cross says, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. And I think probably there would have been something like, while you're at it. How often and easy it is for us to live our lives that way. To live our whole lives or many a days the way we want and to find ourselves dealing with the consequences. And then after we begin to realize what we have done, we begin to suffer those consequences. It's almost like we cry out to God, we shout at him, save us, Lord in a demanding kind of tone. We, my friends, deserve judgment. The consequences of our actions. Yes, we sin in thought, word, deed. But what we've actually done, but what we failed to do, we sin every Day. And we have broken every single commandment. To one criminal, he gets it. He rebukes the other, saying, Don't you fear God? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. That, my friends, is an honest confession of sin. And we can learn much from him. But notice what he does. It goes on. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The promise of paradise. The man admits his sin. He pleads for mercy. And Jesus here is responding, Truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. The promise of paradise. 
you know, we've read these words probably our whole lives. We've heard them countless times. We often hear them at funerals and pointing people to say, we know where your loved one now is. He is with, she is with the Lord. Sometimes when we hear things so often, they just kind of seem to, you know, go in one ear and come out the other. Maybe I need to paraphrase this for you. Maybe Jesus said to him in a sense, look up, listen. I'm not joking. Soon you, my friend, will join me in the garden and be home. Paradise, uh, as it was translated from the uh, Septuagint, as it comes from, you know, uh, the Greek literally means the garden of paradise. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? promised that man that very day that's where he would be. On this Sunday of fulfillment, today our Lord says to all who confess and believe, to you and to me, the reality and the promise of paradise, it is ours. Jesus made the way for us to go home. It doesn't matter what we've done or not done. It doesn't matter who we are or where we have found ourselves. Jesus heard the man's cry for mercy, remember me, and he hears ours. We ended up with this conversation uh, last week when we were in uh, Costa Rica talking about the difference between mercy and grace. Often we use these words interchangeably, but in truth their meaning is very different. They both come from God, but they have different meanings. Mercy means that God does not give us what we deserve. He doesn't give us the condemnation, the judgment, the everlasting death and separation from him that we deserve. Grace is that he gives us what we don't deserve. He gives us his love. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us life everlasting with him. Mercy is he doesn't give us what we deserve. Grace is he gives us what we don't deserve. And so it was for that man that day. And so it is for us. We don't have to worry about that eternal death, that suffering, that separation. We don't have to worry about it because he has taken our place. Through the cross, the door is open. Home is open. 
Yesterday, um, Martha and I drove to Gainesville. We went there to watch Julia play rugby. I'd watched her play basketball for seven years. A little different to watch her uh, play rugby and get piled on by seven other players, and some of them weighing about twice as much as she does. But for me, sometimes driving into Gainesville, and yesterday was one of those days. The fall air, the smell of the, the dryness of the air, and, and the smell of leaves that are beginning to fall, and I could just picture myself raking our yard. And it's a little bit like going home. Driving back then on Interstate 75, there was no doubt that this is the beginning of the holiday season because the interstate was packed. Many are heading home. You know, as they say, home is where the heart is. There's no doubt going home is a special thing. Are you going home? I say that in that manner and with that kind of a pause because I hope you sense I'm not talking about, are you going home for the holidays? Are you going home for Thanksgiving? Are you going to Christmas? I'm not asking that. I'm asking are you going home? Are you certain? Are you certain of the life that is yours and that is waiting for you through faith in Jesus as your Savior through his saving work? Are you sure that you are forgiven and going home? Well, today, we are assured of the promise of paradise, of home that is ours through faith. You see, home is where Christ is. Home, sweet home, is where we are safe, where we are loved unconditionally. Home is where we belong. Home is where there are no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. Home is where Christ is. And as he promised paradise to that criminal who believed, so he promises it to you and to me. Jesus died for that criminal who publicly acknowledged that he was getting the judgment of what he deserved. Jesus died for the sins of that man, and Jesus died for you and me. He took our place, and he dies that through the cross, the door of home might be opened. The promise of paradise. What a promise. What a gift, paradise and home.